Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 4th, 2017. My name is Phil Brosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And, and today's show is going to be a little bit different because I cannot bury the news. I know what everyone's talking about. I was a little late to it as well on Monday night because, uh, frankly, I brushed it off as not a huge deal. But it, it really was, and it was more of a eye-roll deal, and so we'll talk about the infamous whiteboard uh, that, that that was accidentally released to the, the public uh, as the Magic signed Patricio Garino, uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the new guys that the Magic added as well as, re, as well as preview Tuesday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, let's start, I guess, with the beginning here. The Magic signed two players, Marcus Georges Hunt and Patricio Garino on Monday. Uh, officially signed them. There's the rumors that that uh, that George Hunt was going to join the team uh, over the weekend, but that became official Monday. Magic practice Monday. They travel in Orlando. They, they traveled to Cleveland after practice. Then, uh, so you know, you get the you, we see this in the summer all the time. You know, we make the jokes. You know, big man, tiny table with the Knicks and and all that. You know, you'll see agents take a photo of their player as they're signing their contract, and especially for a guy like Garino. This is his first NBA contract. Like that's a, that's a big thing to celebrate, and, and and I think his agent was happy to celebrate with him, uh, and and to enjoy the the moment. Unfortunately, or maybe not unfortunately, but but whatever the case was, in the background of Garino's uh, picture, which is now plastered all over the internet, even though the original tweet has been taken down, was a whiteboard with trade and free agent targets for the Orlando Magic. Now, honestly, for me, what's on those whiteboards is completely irrelevant because, you know, I, I hate to bring politics into this, but, you know, kind of like the, the DNC email hacks, like some of that's just internal communications and you need people to be honest and frank and you don't ever intend for that stuff to get public. You're just kind of throwing ideas against the wall and talking about it. And some of it's serious, some of it's not. So whatever. But in today's day and age, everything that does get released to the public is taken seriously. So when they see Dario Saric in, on the trade list with parentheses for AG question mark, people take that as gospel. As I always tend to say when it comes to, to rumors, especially, I mean, if you remember back during the trade deadline and I was kind of trying to define how to, how to decipher rumors, a, you always have to remember that stuff is being released for a particular reason. But B, the terms that we use have very fluid definitions. So having a talk with someone can mean a lot of different things. And it can sound like having talks with someone means they're really far along in the conversation, but 
having a talk with someone could also mean we're going to put it on our whiteboard of possibilities and say, oh, this is something we could explore. This is something that could happen. This is something that, you know, perhaps is on the table that we need to discuss or leave open for another day. Who knows what this whiteboard's supposed to be? And Rob Hennigan uh, was asked about it by from Josh Robinson, the Atlanta Sentinel. He said that it was not indicative of future plans uh, and that it was just kind of an, an ideal board, essentially, that, that this was just, you know, where they put down all their available options so they can begin paring things down. And it's April. July is not for another three months. So it's good to have that much planning to say, okay, these are the options that we want to pursue or consider. We're going to make a plan of action from there. Like I said, a lot, like I've said as well on previous podcasts, a lot of what GMs do, we don't see every day. We see the player transactions. We see the trade discussions are part of them. But they do a lot of other stuff too. And some of these brainstorming ideas or putting these things on put on paper or just leaving them up there to, to kind of think about is part of that. So I'm less concerned about what was on the whiteboard. I, I'm not taking any of that as gospel for a number of reasons, and, and one of them I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll get at already. So I, I, I don't care what's on the whiteboard. What does matter, though, is the perception that this creates. The perception that the Magic did not have tight enough control over their information to keep it from getting out to the public, or at least getting out to the public in a way that that they wanted to or in a way that they could control. What should be concerning is that the Magic were probably in that room. They knew what Carino and his agent were doing, and either they didn't care or didn't think to cover this up. This is the age of the internet. Everyone can see this thing. And even if they're just ideas, even if it's just an idea board, people are going to take that as gospel. And so the perception, and this is a battle of perception now, the perception is the magic are, don't know what they're doing, that they, that they're now out of control that they're hapless, that they're dysfunctional. That's not to say that they are. I don't think they are. I think this was an honest mistake. I think it was an over-eager agent, happy for his player, and, and, and a mistake was made. But when you take this incident in line with all the other things that have happened with this team in the last two years especially, it doesn't paint a pretty picture. Orlando had an upward trajectory going. They got to 35 wins last year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but a 10-win improvement was a lot. They took some big risks this year to try and make the playoffs now. And they've all backfired. And so that put the front office in general, even ownership, that put their reputations on the line. There's a lack of faith within the fan base that this team is going to be able to deliver a winning product. Pessimism within the Magic fan base is as high as I've ever seen it, and it's absolutely deserved. 
This incident was simply embarrassing. And when you add up everything else that's happened, from Scott Skiles suddenly resigning, and it's in that the Magic recovered really well from. They pulled that. They pulled that out and turned it into a positive. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are very happy that Frank Vogel is the head coach of the Orlando Magic right now. So there's a way to recover from this, of course. But when you look at kind of the big picture again, this does not bode well. This is coming in a week where ESPN.com ranked the Magic's front office as the 28th best front office in the league. This is coming off a day where Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer wrote that the Magic are the franchise with the least reason to be optimistic about their short-term future. Where the fan base is again relying wholly, almost wholly, on ping-pong balls to set their future. If the Magic don't land a top 3-4 pick in this draft, it's going to be really tough to carve a way forward. And so perception right now matters for this team. As I've said before, the end of the season is about selling hope, giving Magic fans a reason to believe this team can take a step forward. On the court, it appears they've done that. Even though the record is not great yet, the team is playing better. They're playing a more aesthetically pleasing style. They've found a way to make Aaron Gordon work really well. They found a way to make Alfred Payton work really well. They found a way even to get Nikola Vucevic scoring back up. And so there is some there are some positives despite the win still being a bit of a struggle. But faith is still at an all-time low. And part of the reason is because of management. And this isn't going to help their cause. The fans right now do not believe that management can fix this and take that step forward. Certainly they need lottery luck. But there is a complete lack of faith in this group. And Monday's incident erodes whatever whatever goodwill the Magic had left. I think we all know what's coming at the end of the season. I don't think Monday uh, clinched it. I think it was probably already decided by then, by now. But Monday doesn't help. And while there's certainly other franchises that seem to be, that have a little more, you know, cacophony of voices, seem a little bit more dysfunctional. This incident with the whiteboard is just absolutely embarrassing. And it caps off what is quite simply an embarrassing season for the Orlando Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Tough to move on from there. Hopefully they put that mid-roll that I I told them to in between here as a... We move away from that topic on to more current events. Monday, the Orlando Magic did officially sign Patricio Garino as well as uh, jo- uh, Marcus George Hunt, uh, two D-League players, so to get two D-League call-ups. Both are kind of shooting guard, small four players. They're both wing players. Really good adept at shooting, uh, kind of gaining some skills in other way. Other areas are not bad defensively. Uh, Garino, you might remember, played for the Orlando Magic white team uh, over the summer, he averaged 12 points per game for that team. He's been playing for the Austin Spurs. He originally signed with the uh, with the uh, San Antonio Spurs in training camp. Was one of their last cuts before the end of the season, uh, and he had a really good year for the Austin Spurs. He played their final game on Saturday, averaged 11.2 points per game, 43% from beyond the arc. And for a guy like Garino, who went to Montford Academy, coming back to the Orlando Magic feels like coming full circle, and feels like he never really left. It feels really, really comfortable. I feel like I never left, to be honest. Uh, this is, uh, I've been a, in a cloud all day yesterday uh, since I got the news, but it, I definitely feel very comfortable here, and I know the coaches and the teammates are doing a great job of making ourselves included in the team. Obviously, Garino has a lot to be excited about. His first opportunity to to make an NBA regular season roster is with the Spurs, obviously, during the preseason. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how the Magic integrate him as well as as George Hunt. Uh, Marcus George Hunt, uh, you know, Georgia Tech alum, he played for the main Red Claws uh, in the D-League this year. Uh, had some really good numbers. He actually recorded a triple-double earlier in the year. Uh, George Hunt... Uh, averaged 15.8 points per game, 6.2 rebounds per game, and 4.5 assists per game for the main Red Claws. Uh, so a really solid season for him so far. Uh, he's a guy, he's, he's a big guy, Like I think he's 6'6". Six, six. Um, he, he's a big guy, I, I can really defend, get after people, as well as pass the ball a little bit and make shots. Again, shooting a 53.4% effective field goal percentage, including 39.2% from beyond the arc. He's another player who provides some shooting and has a big opportunity for this team. It's a great opportunity. Um, not many people get the opportunity. Uh, so I'm going to take advantage of it and just keep working today. Both players seem to have the right idea, obviously, and still seem to have, uh, or at least the right attitude about coming to this 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 season. They've got, you know, they're, they're essentially on a two-year deal. They, they're signed for the rest of this season as well as a non-guaranteed for next season. Uh, that provides a few benefits to the Magic as well as to them. Uh, they'll play. They'll both play for the Magic summer league team. They'll probably both be invited to training camp. That, that no matter what changes are also are, are in effect, I imagine they'll they'll keep that promise and and bring them to training camp as well. Uh, and um, because they'll be signed over the offseason, they'll have access to the training facility. So the the Magic are clearly invested in these two young players. Now, what does this mean for the final five games of the season? The last. Week and a half, week of the season, really, where we're entering. I mean, when, a week from Wednesday, the season's over. Um, what does this mean for that? Well, it means I'm not sure what it means because I'm not exactly sure where they're going to get playing time unless the Magic plan to shut down a player. Uh, Frank Vogel said after practice Monday that Jeff Green will not travel with the team to Cleveland. He's still out and day to day. It's looking more and more like 
he's just shut down. They're, they're not going to bring him back, but he would play power forward. He wouldn't compete for minutes with these guys. Uh, but the Magic are pretty stacked at that two and three position already. Uh, they've been playing Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, and Jody Meeks there. So unless they're planning to shut down Meeks, who may or may not be part of the team's overall future, uh, it's hard to see them getting minutes, and, and the Magic's practice time is going to be very, very limited. So these, this is a signing to shore things up over the summer or maybe just to use those extra roster spots uh, to, to kind of see what they, they can have in these guys. Uh, I, I would like to see both play. Um, obviously, I don't think you bring someone in and not play them. I think that was one of the mistakes with Anthony Brown earlier in the year as well because uh, he looked like he could hold his own. Um, again, you have practices to figure this out, stuff out too. But I really liked Garino uh, at... During summer league, especially, I thought he played really smart defense, uh, and uh, uh, he was a player that I really targeted uh, early on in summer league. Uh, and he proved, he proved me right. He obviously played only three games, traveled to Argentina to play for his national team. Uh, but the, these guys do help fill some need if they can carry over what they've done in the D league to the to the NBA. Obviously, you're not expecting them to score 15, 16 points per game, but they're both shooters, and that was something that the Magic we're looking for at this point? Well, I like both of them are, are big-time shooters. You know, both shot 40% in the, in the, in the D-League. Um, both are capable defenders and great culture fits. High IQ guys, uh, both with great competitive spirit and fight and, and will and uh, determination to play the game and to win. And, um, and those are all qualities that, you know, that we're, we're trying to look forward to bring in here probably noticed all those fun culture words and and hopefully they I mean I think Vogel and then the Magic staff believe these are guys that can fit the Magic's ideal culture obviously there's a reason they're in the D-League and so they're not expected to be stars but they are players who can begin filling roles they're both committed defense they both seem committed defensively whether they have the ability or not we'll see in in the near future and they both fill that shooting need that the Magic need and so they can play both 2-3 I think Greeno's probably better as a 2 um Marcus uh, George George Hunt is probably more of a two, but could probably scale up to a three. So we'll see what they can do. Hopefully they get some playing time because I think it would be good to, to get some flesh, fresh blood in there uh, and kind of change things up probably too late on this front as well. But uh, what are you going to do? Magic are, are clearly going to be invested in them for just a little bit. And they're going to need all hands on deck from the very beginning. Because Tuesday, the Orlando Magic head up to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers, of course, in the middle of that playoff race with the Boston Celtics for the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Their offense is a juggernaut. LeBron James is pretty good at basketball, if you haven't heard. Uh, they 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 do they have had their struggles lately, though, and, and it is worth noting that. Uh, they are struggling right now to uh, to defend. I mean, I think I think that's where... They're really hitting their their roadblock right now. Is is they cannot defend anybody, um, and, and it's hurt them in, in some senses. And then and, and their offense has hit it in other senses, where their offense is just so good that they're able to beat most teams in the league just on their offense alone. And everyone's kind of waiting for Cleveland to just kind of flip the switch and and start getting over the top. And, and they haven't quite done that yet. Uh, whether they do, whether they ever do or not. Uh, is going to be a big question. You know, I'm I'm someone who thinks that they'll work the playoffs to get themselves back into defensive shape, and they may never be a strong defensive team, but they are a really good offensive team. They spread the floor really, really well around LeBron James. They got obviously Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. Uh, you know, they can bring shooters off their bench. They got J.R. Smith back now. 
Um, and they can go big. Tristan Thompson is a is a killer on the on the glass, especially the offensive glass. And so you've got to be alert on defense. Uh, otherwise, you're just gonna get you're gonna get torn apart. Number one, or you're gonna find it very very difficult to to get what you want to get in this kind of a game. It's, it's going to be an interesting game. Orlando has played better against good opponents. I mean, you look at the games against Oklahoma City and Boston last week. Um, the Magic played with a concerted effort. They played. Uh, like, they played very much like they wanted to win those games, and then they do want to win these games. I'm not to suggest that they don't want to win these games, but they uh, put in a lot of effort, and they stood toe to toe with two playoff teams. You know, one with Russell Westbrook, and one the leaders in the Eastern Conference. And so the Magic are certainly capable of winning this game if they play with that kind of intensity and, and execution. Um, that's obviously uh, one of the big question marks all year for the Magic because they don't always do that. That's what happened in Brooklyn on Saturday where they, they didn't play like that. And so Orlando's got to play at a high level to even have a shot against Cleveland. Cleveland does not have to play at a high level to beat Orlando. I'm sorry. That's that's that's, that's truth. LeBron James is very, very good at basketball and, and he's going to have a good game. He's going to have a good game unless the Magic find a way to slow him down. And he's just an incredibly tough matchup for them, especially now that they're going smaller too. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, though. Orlando's offense has been clicking a lot more lately, uh, and that could keep them in the game because Cleveland's not defending anyone right now. And and if the Magic can get going downhill, if Alfred Payton can can get into the paint and, and get another triple-double, that's going to give the Magic a chance to win for sure. And so it'll be interesting to see exactly how this all plays out. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Florida up at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland. You can also get the game on NBA League Pass as well as the Fox Sports Go app if you so do. That's going to do it for me today on the podcast. I want to thank everyone again for listening. You can download the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at OmagicDaily and follow us for the latest updates on the Orlando Magic at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I promise I will not be out overnight like I was Monday, so I was a little bit late getting to the whiteboard news. Um, I wish I could ignore it. I didn't want to, but uh, obviously the, the people have spoken, uh, and it was a kind of a big deal for people. I, I don't, I, like I said, I, I, what's on that whiteboard does not matter to me. It's it's, it's what the whole incident symbolizes um, that is a little, frust- that should be a little frustrating and, and a little bit embarrassing as well. That's going to do it again for today's show. I want to thank you all for listening. For OrlandoMagicDaily.com and Locked On Magic, I will see you all. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.